Hello, and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am your host, Anthony Livingston Hall. America could finally breathe on Tuesday, even if only a little. And that first exhale of relief, upon hearing that first guilty verdict, was like America collectively channeling the last breath of life, which Officer Derek Chauvin denied George Floyd on May 25, 2020, a day that will live in policing infamy. But I hasten to note that it wasn't just black Americans who exhaled, because many white Americans felt the same suffocating anxiety and restive dread blacks felt as everyone awaited the jury's verdict. Like most Americans, you probably spent the 11 hours the jury deliberated watching legal commentators on TV offer all kinds of expert opinion on how the trial played out. But I suspect you found, conspicuously absent from their commentary, the one opinion you really wanted to hear. That, of course, was for them to say how the jury verdict would read out. As it happens, I not only previewed their verdict hesitancy, but defined it with one of my own, in Chauvin prosecutors are no dream team, but their witnesses are from central casting on April 6. And I quote, The O.J. Simpson case showed why it is never wise to predict the outcome of a murder trial, especially one that is racially charged. But no officer has ever delivered that idiomatic final nail in the coffin of a fellow officer at trial, as convincingly and authoritatively as Chief Arrodondo did in Chauvin's yesterday. I feel confident the jury's verdict will vindicate my assertion. End quote. But I was obliged to defy prevailing hesitancy again. This time it was during those anxious hours, after the court announced the jury had reached a verdict, and the whole world began waiting with bated breath. Because, in an exchange with my old college roommate, I had cause to restate my prediction in a text that simply read, Guilty. 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 But, as Oprah's BFF Gail King of the CBS This Morning News program said, even people who were very optimistic didn't think it was going to be 343. That's why, as the jury deliberated, I felt none of the anxiety others did. The rest of dread, however, was another matter. And it did not help that I woke up to this headline in the Washington Post. 
and I quote, Chauvin judge admonishes lawmakers after Representative Waters said protesters should get confrontational if verdict is not guilty. End quote. So just imagine the confrontation that would have erupted if Chauvin were found not guilty on any count. In my podcast, American Menace, White Cops Killing Black Men, on April 17, I decried black leaders who seemed more interested in making martyrs of black men than in saving their lives. Sure enough, here was Congresswoman Waters on cue, showing that she was more interested in fomenting confrontation with good cops than in seeing this bad cop get convicted. Thank God the jury proved as divinely impaneled as the witnesses for the prosecution were divinely situated for this combustible case. Because the way cities were boarding up for riots and the way media were jonesing for them, rioters would have been forgiven for thinking they were being invited or even goaded into doing what they do. As it turned out, this verdict quelled even their opportunistic impulses. Except, as the judge duly noted for the record, Auntie Maxine's incendiary remarks gave Chauvin's defence lawyer credible fodder to appeal his conviction, which he is bound to do. Her remarks were clearly ill-advised and untimely. I am convinced, however, that no court of appeal will find them so prejudicial as to warrant a new trial. And so I shall rest my case with a final word on the abiding deadly conflict between systemic racism in policing and the cultural imperative of blacks to resist arrest. Because, sadly, the spate of white cops killing black folk this week alone is what we lawyers call prima facie evidence that this verdict amounts to only one battle won in an ongoing war for social racial and criminal justice. Indeed, lest we forget, the white cop who was caught on tape shooting Walter Scott in the back six years ago is rotting in jail. That case even allowed me to highlight my own years-long battle in Clarion Call for Body Cameras to Check Bad Cops on April 14, 2015. The point is that we won that battle too, yet it did nothing to prevent Chauvin from killing George Floyd in broad daylight. Interestingly enough, no less a person than President Biden bemoaned in relief that this verdict cannot be the exception. 
it must be the norm. As I delineated in my original podcast, for me, that means enacting legislation to reform police conduct, as well as transforming the consciousness of black men. Because it is a cultural and existential imperative for black men to see community policing not only as having socially redeeming value, but as their personal responsibility too. That's it, and if you liked it, please subscribe. It's free. If you'd like to contact me, I invite you to email anthonyhall279 at gmail.com or use the contact feature on my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.